Welcome to Awkward Chats, where we take you on a hilarious journey behind the scenes of our travel adventures, and it can get a little awkward. I'm Nacy. And I'm Gary. And together, we make up Lost Girl in Tomorrowland, our YouTube channel, where we go on fun adventures all across the U.S. But that wasn't enough. We wanted a place where we could talk about the real behind the scenes that goes into producing our channel. Awkward Chats is your ticket to the real, unfiltered side of our travel adventures and a place where we can start your awkward conversations. So buckle up and get ready for an adventure full of laughter, mishaps, and of course, awkward topics. You can find new episodes every month, everywhere you get your podcast. This is Awkward Chats. So welcome back to the podcast, everybody. First podcast of 2024. We are so excited to be starting 2024 off. Um, 2023 was a great year. And we've been doing some self-reflection over the last couple of months, couple of weeks, and just trying to think like, what were our favorite moments? What were our best moments? You know, maybe there were some moments that weren't so great, but we tried to narrow them down and to kind of compile a list of things that we thought were some of our top moments of 2023. And we felt that January was kind of one of the best, um, best times to kind of start delving into that. Yeah, 2023 was an interesting year. We had a lot of ups, a lot of fun adventures. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we got to experience a lot of things on the other side that probably weren't as uh, fun. <laughs> but everything I feel like was a learning experience. I mean, we learned uh, so much last year. Right. We started really traveling the year before, right? So mm -hmm. we got into our really traveling, went to New Orleans. We really started traveling for Nacy's work probably about the end of 2022. Mm -hmm. But that was kind of it. 2023 was our real like trial year of doing that completely Full all the time. time. And it was, it was a journey. It was a journey. I think at times it was uh, <laughs> definitely stressful, just not, not because we love the YouTube stuff. Actually, that's honestly yeah. one of the best parts about traveling. It keeps us uh, going. It was just the fact of being away from home for so long. It's so long mm -hmm. and so long that it was kind of crazy. There were points I think that I, wasn't sure where I really lived anymore because it so literally just to kind of give you guys a little bit of an insight we left our house October 20th and we did not come back to our house until December 20th two months she's kind of underselling to the fact of like not knowing where you live like there were times where we felt like we lived in South Carolina <laughs> yeah. and we felt like Las Vegas was just a short An Airbnb. little like, yeah, like short little stay. And that's, we live in Las Vegas for those yeah. that don't know. Uh, well, our stuff I should say is in Las Vegas. Our stuff, our storage, our storage. So it was like, it was weird because we were in South Carolina one day and we knew the roads in South Carolina so well. It's like, do we live here now? Yeah, we didn't even need GPS. We're yeah. just driving around like, oh, it's over there. Oh, we're going to take this road. Oh, there's traffic over here. Let's, let's cut over here. Um, and don't get me wrong, South Carolina was interest was an interesting experience. Um, we got to see, honestly, I think we saw the entire state, except yes. for maybe Hilton Head. I think Hilton Head was like the only place we didn't really go. We saw all of the continental part mm -hmm. of the United States of that state. Yeah, we didn't go to the, yeah. any of the islands. Yeah. Uh, just because that's that's a trip that we just didn't take didn't, well we didn't want to uh we were going to at one point mm -hmm. but it was so expensive and we had an opportunity to come home at one point when we were gonna go do that and we decided to come home because again we just weren't home and we would when we did come home we were only home for like seven to ten days at a time and it just didn't yeah. feel like enough time to just kind of settle back into your space 
And that was probably one of the most challenging things, I think, from last year. And we had a lot of great adventures. We got to see family. We got to see friends. I mean, there was a lot there, but we definitely were homesick. Um, well, I think, too, if you, factor, if you factor in the air flights, we saw every probably square inch of the continental United States last year. Pretty much. Yeah, because we yeah. were we started off the year in Seattle. Right. Just how the planes flew, like how yeah. the planes would fly to Seattle. We'd see everything. And then when we flew to Florida uh, in Atlanta, yeah. we, they would go over the Gulf of Mexico. So we went to New York. States. And then there were multiple times coming from Atlanta to Las Vegas that it would fly over the middle of the country. And we'd see mm-hmm. like Oklahoma. We saw Oklahoma on the last trip back here. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like we probably saw <laughs> and we're technically in just about every single state probably last year. That's a continental. We didn't obviously hit yeah. Alaska or Hawaii. Yeah. But, you know, that's 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 a different beast. Which it was fun. It was it was a lot of adventures. And honestly, I, I think I appreciated last year. I don't think there's anything I would change for the most part. It was all a learning experience. And I hope to take that into this year and just make 2024 even better. And we've got so many big ideas, like so many ideas. I wish I could tell them all to you over here. But there's there's a lot of things in the works that we're both really excited about. Yeah, and in doing that, we upgraded our equipment. So, mm-hmm. like our YouTube camera, check that out. It'll be on our YouTube channel, Lost Girl Tomorrowland. We'll we be doing built like a this. Whole, we built this studio <laughs> that we're currently in. And if you want to see all of our like studio equipment, what we use for cameras, that's going to be coming out in February. We we're going to do like a what we use type of yeah, video. Yeah, we're going to do some deep dive behind the scenes mm-hmm. of. And it'll include all of our podcast stuff too. So yeah, anybody can, uh, honestly, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about doing it, starting a YouTube channel, starting a podcast, starting a blog, starting TikTok, Instagram, I would tell you just do it, honestly. Yeah. You you have nothing to lose and it, it cause to post, to, to literally create something and post it, nope, it, it doesn't cost you anything in the sense. I mean, it does. Let's, let's not lie to people like other YouTubers do. It costs you money. There are things you'll have to get. You'll have to get a microphone. You have to get some way to record the microphone, and then you have to get some way to record video. That's it, simply. If you want to do it as simple as possible. And all those things are going to cost you money. It depends on what you want to do, where you want to go. That's how much it'll cost And how much of an investment you want to make. I would agree. But I think think if it's something that you want to do and you've been thinking about it and you've been thinking about it, I would say 2024 is your year. You should dive in and you should try. I mean, why not? Agree. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what we did four years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, you did it four years ago, and then I died in probably three <laughs> years. But, yeah, uh, you know, it's kind of all we did. We just we just went for it, and I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. lesson. And uh, the other biggest lesson is it's going to be hard. Yeah, it's not easy. It's, it's going to be hard. It's a lot of work. You don't see all the behind-the-scenes stuff, all of the editing, all of the hours figuring out thumbnails mm-hmm. and pictures, and then where do we go next? And, and it's a marathon, too, because you create this product whether it be a podcast, a YouTube video, a short, whatever it is, you create this product and you put it out there into the world and then you wait and you wait to see what the response back is. And a lot of times, and I would say almost nine times out of nine times out of 10, especially leading up through the last three, four five years, you, you don't get a lot of payback from it. You get a little bit, but you don't get a lot. And I think you have to have the drive to continue to push through that. Like, don't quit. Like, when you see, like, okay, well, I put out 10 videos in the last two months and they only got, like, 10, 15 views. Because those were the days. Those were the beginning days where, like, they got, like, five views. They got eight views. 
and you're like, okay, well, nobody's watching this. And you have to have the drive to continue to like wake up and do it and want to do it and not quit. And I think that was last year for us was like, there was a lot of moments I think where we had to come back to the drawing board and be like, this is what we want. We want to keep pushing. Like we want to keep doing this because being away from home as much as we were was a lot. And finding all the time to do the things we wanted to do was a lot. Yeah. So I would, I wouldn't call it a marathon. I think that's disingenuous when podcasters and YouTubers call it a marathon. I would call it an Iron Man um, because it's far <laughs> more than just running. You're pooping yourself. You're barely making you're, ends meet. You're trying to swim. You're trying to transition from that swim into that run. You're trying to transition from that bike to whatever. The, and True. I probably put it out of order. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Iron Man people are going to be in the comments. I get it. I got that wrong. But I feel like it's more of an Iron Man journey. It's not a, it's not a marathon. I think it's disingenuous to say that because there's different like, stages. Right. And there's different stages, too. You have the ones where you put out a couple of vlogs and you get like two or three views. And now we're kind of in the step where all of our vlogs get about 50 views. Mm -hmm. So it's slightly better, but it's not great. You know, yeah. so we're kind of on the biking or whatever now, but we still have the swimming in front of us. It's just I feel like it's more like Iron Man. And it's probably yeah. even more than that. It's probably like a super Iron Man or something. I mean, it's just kind of <laughs> like a lot of stuff comes at you. But I will say this, though, probably one of the most encouraging things that I have found in the last five years of doing this is um, looking back at the years prior and seeing the growth within the year, not, um, you know, boiling it down like to a microscopic level, but seeing the big picture and seeing the growth over time because it's not tomorrow unless you're somebody who has a big following or already is established somewhere in a social media context. Or you came out of the right parents with a lot of money. It's hard. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to be willing to see uh, the growth on the bigger picture. And I think that's kind of been um, what I have enjoyed looking back on is like seeing like, okay, in 2018, we had less than 100. Well, I think we hit 100 subscribers in 2018. Because um, that was really the first year that I started doing this where I was doing mostly Disney content. Mm -hmm. um, and then from 100 to 300 was like two years. Yeah. Now, granted, there was COVID and we moved, we to, moved New to New York and there was a we weren't really sure where the channel was going to go. I didn't have a whole lot of time. Literally, I had no time. I was gone all the time working. And then when we moved out back out to Vegas, then um, like probably the last month or so we were in New York, we kind of started to really say like, OK, what do we want to do with this? Like, do we want to keep doing this? And we decided um, on that journey to Vegas to just kind of jump in head first and see where we come out at. And here we are in 2024. And last year we had a thousand subscribers, which was huge for us. Yeah. Huge. Um, we broke that barrier only to find that there are now like three more barriers to kind of get through on this journey. But we're not going to let it discourage us because, again, we have some exciting adventures planned and exciting, exciting plans to get us through those things and to try because at this point it, it's a, we, it's a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a trial and error at this point. We're going to try it, see if it works, give it some time. If it doesn't work, we move on to the next thing. We just keep trying. Yeah. I mean, one of the things with the whole like, uh, uh, plateaus and stuff that we hit, once you get past a thousand subscribers, that's step one. And mm -hmm. then to get to like 8,000 is the next big step they have to get to so that it'll actually start showing us to other people. Mm -hmm. So then it's like that grind comes up. 
uh, and it's 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 interesting. It's just interesting. I don't I don't I don't think I, I think it uh, it's fascinating. I was reading a book. Uh, it's a YouTube book, and it was talking about how to create good YouTube content, and it had an introduction by Mr. Beast. Uh, mm-hmm. in it and it was funny reading his words it's like oh yeah i could get rid of my youtube channel today and be in a million subs by the end of the week of course you could you're mr beast right it's not that you're mr beast it's that you know tom brady yeah you know i mean just think of all of their followers all they gotta do is share one of your videos and true not every single one of their followers sees every single share mm-hmm. but a good portion does right and so if you have five or ten people who have a million followers and they all share that's mm-hmm. six million opportunities to be seen exactly and if only a thousand of those join in you're already monetized yep so don't listen to the big youtubers what i'm saying is don't listen to those big youtubers or podcasters where they're all like oh yeah it's so easy the the algorithm favors us it does but it does favor the big people it doesn't favor the small people so true. you got to remember that so it's a really really big grind to get there. And another interesting statistic that I heard last year that definitely gave, I think gave us a lot of encouragement. It was interesting was that less than 8% of people on YouTube are monetized. Yeah. Think of how many channels are on the YouTube sphere and less than 8% of those qualify. Yeah. And are being monetized. Right. doesn't matter if you make $5 or you made $5,000, right? you well, fall into that sphere. And now our channel falls into that sphere. Well, monetization is different between views and everything. That's a whole, that's a whole nother beast. Right. That maybe we'll talk about one day on the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so I heard that statistic and I was like, okay, all right. Well, I have definitely done something. Most people can't. Yeah. Most people can't. The thing is you see these, you see these YouTubers and they have like occasional videos that have like a thousand views or a hundred thousand views, but then you look into it and they have like either no followers mm-hmm. or they only have a few videos worth of content. So it's difficult even though there's occasionally, and then they give up because or it doesn't take off. Some of them too can't get monetized because of the content that is on their channel. Right. So they run into that. And that is, and when I say monetized on YouTube, that is being paid by YouTube ads. So there are other ways that you can monetize your channel, not through YouTube ads. Right. Um, but that also reflects back to what Gary says. You have to have uh, a following. You have to have connections. You have to have brand deals, which hopefully one day will come along for us at some point. Um, we've got some strategies to kind of field how that's going to go in the next year or so. Um, but yeah, to think that we are in this rare bracket of people, one, who started a YouTube channel. Two, who got monetized by YouTube. That's pretty rare. Yeah. So. And and doing that, we've had some best of this moments mm-hmm. uh, throughout the year that we're going to talk about. And I think the first one we'll talk about is our good old favorite. Didney. 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 So um, do you want to start or do you want me to start about you it? Can start. So, okay. So my best Disney moment for me was... Was I the first one or the second one? I think I'm the second one. doesn't matter. Just take them. Well, we both, we actually both really liked both of these moments. Right, exactly. So So. it's, they're both near and dear to us. Um, So I guess we could probably both talk, talk about both of them because they, we probably have our own inter reflections on them. Um, But going to, to eventually folks, just hold on. Going back to Magic Kingdom um, and riding Tron. I think that was pretty cool. Um, Going back to Magic Kingdom was pretty huge just outside of the channel altogether because when we left Orlando in 2019 December of 2019 we first of all nobody knew what was coming around the corner we were all blind to it and that didn't factor into that day but we had just 
given all of our stuff to the movers that morning. They packed it up into a truck and we were like, okay, we're going to Magic Kingdom. Uh, It was the day prior. Oh, it was the day before. So day before they came, they packed up the truck. We signed the paperwork, all that jazz. They were supposed to call me that day to get the credit card information because the mover said they didn't have one of the little portable credit card machines um, to collect the payment. Okay. Um, now I know that that was not, not the avenue I should have gone, but we were literally in Tomorrowland. I get the phone call from the, from the moving company telling me that they don't accept credit card as payment. So that meant our protection in terms of paying for this move was gone and that they would only take cash or a wire transfer, which if you know anything about business transactions means you have zero protection in terms of getting your money back outside of taking somebody to court. And even then, there's a lot of things that fall into moving with interstate laws. So completely devastating moment inside Magic Kingdom. And that was our last day in 2019. Yeah. And for all those out there, we're going to have a bunch of haters in the comments. All the paperwork said they took credit card. We looked at it beforehand. We mm-hmm. made the guy show us. It was literally in the contract we signed. And when the guy called us, he claimed that was an old contract and they no longer go by those terms. And the reason why, let's just straight out say we used Roadrunner moving Yeah. and they were scammers. So if you use the credit card, you could charge back and they must, they, you would do that because we would have done it. We would right. have charged back when we got it. Uh, that's a whole nother episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll go. We'll get into the details yeah. of that move later. But, but that like, was it just ruined our day at Disney because it was like we were there. We had just gotten into the parks. We had just grabbed a quick bite to eat. And then we were over by the motorway. Mm-hmm. And this was before the Tron stuff. So it was still mm-hmm. running. No, I think we were somewhere around the people mover. Yeah, I want to say I want to say we were over by the motors case, but I don't know if they were working because Tron was being built at the time. Yeah, it was in the early stage. because I remember, I just remember the bathrooms. Reading it, yeah. And so we're sitting there and we thought, oh, this is going to be a piece of cake call. She's just going to give them the credit card information. Then mm-hmm. we're going to finish our day out. Not a big deal. And it just blew up to this nightmare scenario. We had to leave the park. We had to get back to our car. We had to run to Publix and get stuff. And then we had to, it was just, it was it terrible. It, it was, was absolutely, I got, I was talking to this guy on the phone and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't talk anymore. I just like emotionally shut down and I just handed Gary the phone. I was like, I, I can't. I'm like, I don't know what else to say to this person. And of course, panic sinks into your head because you're like, I don't know where my stuff is. I don't know if I'm ever going to see it again. They literally held our stuff for ransom. Yep. It was in Miami at the time. And Mm -hmm. they said that we would have to go to Miami and pick the stuff up if we wanted it. And we'd still have to pay them. Meanwhile, we had to to pack up our car and we had to be on the road in the next 24 hours and be out of our apartment. Yep. So that was, that was, so that was our conclusion yeah. to magic kingdom. And that's why when we went back, we were definitely feeling it when we entered the park, by the mm-hmm. way, you could there's feel a little like apprehension. The, yeah. Like, is it, <laughs> it can't be this bad. <laughs> and then of course I got stopped by security because you know, that's how it rolls. He always gets um, stopped by security. So got stopped by security. So it's already like a poo poo thing. But once we got in the park and, um, honestly, it felt like home. Uh, I don't know if it felt like home, but it, when we got to the fire station and seeing the old place where they used to play uh, the Sorcerers. Uh, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, which I wish Disney would bring back. Something I know, like it was it. so much fun. Uh, just being there and being like that, I was like, this is, I, I, I like this place, you know, like it's mm-hmm. fun. It's a fun place to be. Yeah, it was um, emotional 
I don't, I don't, I didn't cry. And I think the only reason I didn't cry is because I, um, we had gone to Disneyland in the interim since COVID. So this wasn't like my first time walking back on main street. Granted it was a different main street. I get that. But I was emotional, but I wasn't like boohoo crying emotional. I was just like, okay, this is good. I can like write this wrong feeling that I have in my gut about magic kingdom well, and we had went to Epcot too about mm-hmm. a month or two prior. So we had been in the Magic Kingdom area. We just hadn't been able to go to Magic Kingdom. Yeah, we came. We went to Disney in August um, for a conference. Yeah. And we just decided to do one park day because it, it's a lot. It's a lot if you don't have an annual pass to go to Disney. I mean, even just the two park tickets that I paid for in December, well, I paid almost $2,000. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy, Disney. Your prices are crazy. Which is insane. For yeah. no park hoppers, yeah. for two adult tickets for two days to two parks. Yeah. Like, what? Almost, a, like, well, maybe it wasn't 2000 Maybe it was like 1000 But still, it was a lot of money. Yeah, it was 1000 And it was only one park. She said two parks there. We only went to one park. We went to Epcot. We did the Festival of the Holidays. We went to one park, Epcot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we did back in August. I was talking about December. December, uh, we went to two oh, parks. December, we did was, go to two. Oh, you were yeah. talking about, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking, still talking about, you switched topics. Okay. That's me, guys. I'm all over the place. See if you can keep up. Um, but yeah, so when we went back in December, um, it was the holidays, which honestly, too, if you go back to like our first time, Gary, when Gary and I went to Disney together for the first time, it was the holidays. It was the holidays at Magic Kingdom. We have a picture. Yep. Of us on Main Street. With those pretty castle lights. Need to bring those back. Yeah, it was disappointing not seeing the castle lights. That was probably really sad. Um, but the cool thing was we had boarding passes to get on Tron. Mm-hmm. And we got a pretty early group, too. Yeah. Yeah. We were on it. I think we were on and off it by like lunchtime. We were on and off it by 10. Yeah. Yeah. So we were, these were and it was a gloomy lunch. day. It was a super, which is actually kind of nice in the in Florida scheme of mm-hmm. things. Sometimes a gloomy day is nice because you don't get the beating sun on you. Mm-hmm. But Tron was a lot of fun. Um, after watching it be constructed for so long, because it was under construction before we left. Mm-hmm. They it started was. construction in 2017. It looked like it was almost done when we left. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. And then it took forever to open. Yeah, that was weird. But coming back to the parks, having that and getting on Tron and just kind of coming full circle from something that we watched get built. And, we you know, we watched a lot of vloggers go back and kind of give the updates. But it was really cool to be there, physically be there and to be on the ride. And honestly, I like the ride. I will say this. The ride could be longer and the ride could be maybe a little more accommodating um, in the seating, I understand it's built the way that it's built because of where it originated from. And I am appreciative of the accommodating seat in the back because it does allow people to ride it that can't fit on the bike style. So I think that is great that they did that because there's several rides at Disney that currently don't have that accommodation that people that certain pe- people and populations can't can't ride. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I thought they did a good job with the accommodation. It's. It's uh, so my my thought was it's a great ride. It was so fun just standing there watching them shoot off, you know, mm-hmm. and then the color change. It would look amazing at night. Honestly, if I had an annual pass hanging out there at night and getting some like time lapses and stuff, that would to- that's totally something we're going to do uh, mm-hmm. if, we, if we move back there and sort of pursue that angle. 
uh, well, we got there. We watched them launch. The one thing that I, I took away from it, and I know you'll probably agree with me, the ride is really short. Yeah, it's short. To be such a cool ride, uh, and I was fine with the accommodations, so I couldn't fit in the bikes. Nacy could, though. I couldn't fit in the bikes. So we had to sit in the, well, I had to sit, and then she joined me in the little bucket seat, and it's okay. I'm not going to ride the bike without him. It's not like, uh, it's not, I, I've rode motorcycles my entire life, you know, since yeah. I've been 16. So it's not, I, I've rode a motorcycle, an actual motorcycle. I've gone 200 miles per hour, not 60, which is as fast as a car goes. Which maybe he so, should tell you about that story someday. So that doesn't, I, I get the feeling of flying that you get with motorcycles and stuff, because I actually ride one. I don't need a back piece to lock me in. Um, <laughs> but it, and it's an okay roller coaster. I liked it. I liked the launch. I just wish it was a little longer after yeah. the launch. You I know? feel like it was like after that launch, it, it kind of was it. over. Yeah. You just kind of go around a couple corners and I, then you're like, all right, cool, I'm done. I felt like it was kind of a cheaper rocking roller coaster once mm-hmm. you got in the building. Yeah. Like, cause you don't, yeah. and it's even less cause rock and roll has loop-de-loops and I'm pretty sure you don't go upside down no. on that ride. So no. Um, Rock and Roller Coaster is still the only coaster you go upside down in in Disney Disney World. I see. I almost Disney. said Disney property, no, but no, that Disney be correct, World. Because in Credicoaster you go upside I down. Oh, Credicoaster was fun. Um, that's another conversation. But it's a fun ride, and I love doing it, and I love that I was able to get up and get the boarding passes. We got those without any mm-hmm. problems. Did you get them? I did. Yeah, that yeah, because I, I I Macy slept in. I overslept. Don't know how I did it, but he's like, "Hey, I think you missed it." <sighs> And I was like, what? And I looked at my phone. I was like, oh, no. And he's like, it's okay. I got it. I was like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was tired. Yes, it was. It was. The thing is, we love Disney, but every time we go, it's work for the channel. So we're yeah. doing like 10 to 20 videos a we week. We filmed like 15 videos on that visit. Yeah. Between definitely. all the dining, all the different things we did at Epcot. We did park open to park close at Epcot. And we haven't done that in years. Yeah, and that wasn't on purpose. We didn't plan on staying at Epcot all day. Yeah. We actually were just like, whenever we get done, we get done. And we just mm-hmm. kept adding more stuff and adding more stuff and adding more stuff. It took like, a lot right, longer going. to do the cookie stroll than we originally anticipated. It took uh, a lot longer to do some of the food booths and walk around. And then we wanted to do Olaf's frozen scavenger hunt. And that took... Because once the sun goes down, man, that's hard. Yeah. Uh, we are going to talk about that, like free things to do at Disney mm-hmm. on some of our other podcasts. So definitely subscribe to our Awkward Chats. Yeah. I know a way to do it for free. Um, but uh, it is so cool. But once it gets dark, that really does increase the difficulty level. So yeah. if you want a really hard challenge, do it do at it night. Yeah, do, <laughs> do it, it at dark. night. Um, but yeah, so we ended up staying till till park closed. But yeah, going and checking out Tron was was honestly a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, now my, what I was going to talk about, my experience. Return of the rat. Baby. Return of the rat. Oh, no. Return of the rat. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but uh, the first time we got to ride Ratatouille. So that was our first time back at Disney mm-hmm. uh, World in like four years. Yep. So we went to our Epcot day. We got the return time for Remy. We ended mm-hmm. up even going on Guardians that day. So it was a Guardians yeah. and Ratatouille day. But uh, Guardians is interesting. It's just the one thing I'll say about it is it's just. It's like it, space, but not. I wouldn't even give it. It's, it's a newer space. Um, my thing is, if the animatronics were in it, I, I would like it. But it was just, it's just so cheaped out. You can tell. It's just so cheap down. I still like it. You just have screens. 
Um, and it's like, okay, I'm just looking at a TV screen. Cool. That's, that's the first neat. time we rode, rode guardians though. I did get motion sick. Um, yeah. cause I didn't have anything in my stomach cause we were like, oh crap, we got to get there. Cause it's almost time for our boarding group. And we were staying close to Epcot. Um, that trip. Yeah, I got the Swan and Dolphin yeah. that day. Uh, and, and, but, but again, like I'm not poo-pooing the ride. If you want to ride it, it's a fun ride. It's just, it should have been better is my, my opinion. Yeah. Whereas Ratatouille is the whole ride. It it's was made so for good. a different park. So they transitioned it there, which has its own. If you feel, I understand if you don't like that, I get that too. Cause that is kind of cheaping out, uh, cheating rides, but that's Tron too. Um, but it was so fun riding it and like the immersive of it. It's kind of weird that there's some French and some mm-hmm. English there. And so that's kind of different, I guess. Yeah. But I liked I liked riding. I love it. Ratatouille. I think it's it's up there as probably one of my favorite Epcot rides. Epcot rides have some really interesting ones. Like I do love Frozen. Mm-hmm. I do love Ratatouille. And then I do love Mission Space. I do love those three rides. I love my Soren. And Soren. Soren's a great ride too. So they have some really good rides at Epcot. Nemo. And then I wouldn't say that's a great ride though. Nemo. I will not say that's a great ride. Sorry. Imagination. Figment's a great character. I don't know if that ride's great. But then you you top Epcot with the rides and then the food. Yeah. It is one of the better parks for adults. That's I, for sure. And it's weird because I don't feel like when I lived in Orlando that I gave Epcot enough credit. Well, it's because we didn't have money to eat when we were there. That's the thing. Epcot's a very expensive park. I mean, Yeah, it adds up. I mean, just the food booth we went to, we had shrimp and we had the crab claws. Mm-hmm. And that was like 50 20, bucks. Yeah, it was 50 20 bucks. bucks a piece for right. each one. So yeah. it was like 50 bucks. And it was like, this is crazy. This is a food it's booth. Some bougie shit. And, and uh, you got, what, four, three or four shrimp? And yeah. then you got like two, two, three crab claws. Yeah. Is weird because you should get four. I mean, they have two on each, mm-hmm. but anyways, it's it was so, tasty. It's it was yeah. tasty. I'll give them Again, that. That's what we said. We said but it's good food, it's just expensive. Yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting. But yeah, I definitely I loved riding Ratatouille, and we rode it again when we came back in December, mm-hmm. and it was just as fun. And Guardians. We were in we rode Guardians yeah. too. We didn't get motion sick the second time. I think I might have got like a scratch at the end, but it wasn't anything that I was like, oh god, I'm gonna puke. Well, the trick is you got to eat something, but just not a lot. Yeah. And then you, you got to focus can, on something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing, too, is like the first time you ride it, you won't know where to look. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the motion sickness because you're kind of like looking around like, where am I supposed to look? Where am I supposed to look? Yep. So then after the second time, you're kind of like, oh, I kind of understand. Okay, I know what like, to yeah. do here. All I right. know there's the earth in the middle. That's basically all that's in that one scene <laughs> for like the, most of the ride. And you're just like, Woo, there's the earth. But it is tur- like watching the videos about the turtle crush roller coaster that's mm-hmm. at the disney overseas parks i can definitely see the resemblance oh yeah yeah oh yeah and it's not it's not really that extreme of a coaster no. if the stuff didn't spin like it does so the Agreed. spinning definitely adds that extra kind of like flair to make it a little more especially uh, with crazy. the screens you have the spin with the screens and it's not real and your eyes are like i don't know what's happening and it's mm-hmm. just it's you know there are people who can't do screens there are people that i know that can't do pandora because it's screens can't do soren because it's screens and it just makes them dizzy and doesn't let them, they don't feel good. So again, though, that was probably my favorite trip to Disney yeah. uh, and kind of our thing to do. And then you add on top that we swayed at the Swan and Dolphin during that trip, which then again, put it above because yeah, we're going to talk about best hotels day. and a little spoiler. That's definitely going to be one of the best <laughs> hotels last year. Uh, but just a great stay. It was a great stay overall and like everything mm-hmm. worked out. And then riding that ride that I had been wanting to ride because we saw that when we were leaving. Mm-hmm. We would take the Skyliner because the Skyliner opened up right before we left. And yep. you'd take the Skyliner and there it was the whole time. 
yep. ready to be open, but they just wouldn't yep. open it. And then it took forever for them just to be like, okay, we're finally open, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a good trip. They were both good trips in their own right. We did, we did separate things really kind of for both of them, but they were good trips and we got to experience some good things. Yeah. So if you want to hear the rest of our best of list and you're on YouTube, you got to head over yeah. to Awkward Chats on any of your favorite podcast. And uh, if you like this video, hit that thumbs up. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And ring that notification bell so you get notified and do at least three videos a week. And we'll come and get you guys for the next one. Ain't that the truth, baby Ruth? Bye, everybody. We'll see you all in a minute, Awkward Chats. All right. So now down to our next topic. Best hotels. Yeah, we gave you that teaser a minute ago, so you kind of already know what one of them is. But I guarantee you there's some there, there's a sneaky one in there that I want to talk about. All right. So um, we're just going to kick this off with probably we'll, we'll, we're kind of going in order of uh, how we stayed, how we stayed throughout the year. So the first first one we stayed at at the beginning of last year because um, it was Sweetheart's yeah. Night over at Disneyland. And I had some points, I think. I don't remember exactly how I came across this hotel, but it's the JW Marriott over at Disneyland Anaheim. Um, yeah. And if you want to watch it, that's on our YouTube channel under the best fireworks off property at Disneyland is the video's name. Because we had, uh, we stayed concierge level, which was nice, but technically we weren't on the concierge floor. <laughs> that was probably the only ding I would really give them um, because we had to keep going back down to the front desk to get the key to get into the concierge. It was weird, um, but well, they, they did fix the, it. Yeah, we booked the concierge floor. They claimed they upgraded you, so we moved to a different floor for some reason. I don't know if it was really an upgrade. I don't really care. It was still a fun experience. Because we got a corner room yep. that had um, basically we had windows on two sides of our room, which was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, so I was really thankful for that view because it was a nice room. Honestly, the room was really nice. We got room service. While we were in there, we could watch the fireworks from the concierge level. Or which just was, from our room. We could watch them from our room, too. Which was fantastic. We could see DCA and Disneyland yeah. um, from our room. And walking to Disneyland was less than, I think, 10 minutes, if that. That's a piece of cake, yeah. Yeah. It was literally just right down to the end of this mm -hmm. road. You make a left at the stop sign, and you're basically, like, right there. Yeah, it was, it was a super short walk. Yeah. Um, very doable. And then we were, and it's interesting because at Disneyland, when you're staying at any of the Disneyland hotels that are not Disney property, you got to walk. No, no matter where you're going to, like we've stayed at the Hojo, which was another good hotel. I'm going to, I'm not going to lie for a discount. Hojo's good, but we didn't stay there last year. So I can't really, I can't really put them in this list, but it was appropriate. It, it wouldn't beat off the J.W. Marriott, though. No, no, no. It wouldn't. And um, they had a bar. They had yep. a few restaurants in there. And what they is... a rooftop restaurant that you could go to. What is ironic, I will say this. When we get to the Swan Reserve, which is a Swan and Dolphin hotel over at Disney World, the J.W. Marriott at Disneyland and the Swan Reserve at Disney World are almost identical when it comes to the layout with the escalator, like how you come in the escalator to bring you up to the lobby um, and the layout with like where the restaurants are a very similar vibe between the two. They both are Marriott's. Yeah. Vibe. I wouldn't say that the lay like the entrance way and the lobby is almost the exact same, but mm -hmm. once you get out of there, 
they have like an outside plant area at the, at the one in Anaheim, mm-hmm. whereas in Disney, they don't have that. Basically, outside is just their pool area. Yeah, that's so where their pool is, yeah. Right, so there are some differences in that, but definitely the lobby and the entrance mm-hmm. from the cars is almost exactly the same. And I will say the staff were both fantastic um, at both those hotels, and I honestly, I really enjoyed that stay. We stayed for, I think, two nights. Mm-hmm. I think we stayed for two or three nights. I don't remember exactly how many nights, but we did Sweetheart's Night. We did um, a night at the hotel where we just got drinks and hung out and got room service, which was fantastic. I mean, we got a steak and a wedge salad, and I was in heaven. We got alcohol delivered to the room. We were, because we didn't come prepared. I mean, I guess if I had thought to put alcohol in the very back of the car, I guess I could have been prepared, but who wants to think about lugging glass bottles? When you're driving five hours. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, but it was, again, good stay. Uh, easy to get to the parks. The views were awesome. The views even during the day were awesome. Mm-hmm. There was a downtown shopping district right next to it, too. Mm-hmm. We didn't really explore that too much. We did look at it because it was right under our window, but we mm-hmm. didn't explore it. Um, and everything there was fun. And then we did the whole role playing at the the, the bar. <laughs> uh, so that was fun, too. But it was just an overall I told good you experience. guys we get a little awkward here. <laughs> we do get a little awkward. Uh, and then we went to Swan and Dolphin later that year. And I screwed up the role play. <laughs> well, we we were this is our first time really doing this. And I kind of screwed it up a little bit, but yeah, we still had fun though. We had right. fun with it. Yeah, we had fun with it. And then we went to the Swan and Dolphin. And that was that was so so wonderful. I can't tell you how nice it was. The rooms being new. Yeah. It's obviously a huge a, difference. Uh like for people who live at hotels like we do, uh, again, last year we lived over two-thirds of the year in hotels. Mm-hmm. Over two-thirds, y'all. This is an exaggeration we counted. We have a bag of room keys that is this freaking <laughs> tall just from last year, and it's just filled with room keys and then like one Hunger Games pass, VIP pass, and that's it. And this bag is this Maybe we should start giving them away. Big. We're going to start giving away our hotel keys to people. Well, the problem is we stay at a lot of Hiltons, and all the Hiltons are exactly the same. That's true. So they're kind of boring keys, but um, awesome, awesome stay. The the You get there, it smelled good. It smelled amazing. It smelled so good. Um, it was hot as Hades outside. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> and so and the was, room was perfectly cool. I know, that's what I was going to say. And we, when we sweat, I had these like shorts that were like that um, polycarbonate or poly fabric that's mm-hmm. kind of like oily, but it's really thin. The stuff was like, it was like, it was like I was standing in a shower wearing a shower <laughs> towel at times because it was just like pouring off of me. Off this is our shorts. first time back in Florida yeah. in like three and a half years. And not that we forgot. We didn't right. forget that August I worked was- in it for. 18. Well, we're but it was just like, years. it was like a, a slap in the face to just be dripping yeah. wet with sweat. And then we got to the hotel room, like Nacy already said, cool. No issues with the Oh, and they upgraded us too. Well, yeah, and they upgraded. Well, that's, a, that's a whole other thing. But we got to the hotel room, upgraded, perfect room. Uh, we got in there, they had upgraded us. We had a whole like desk area where I could work. Yeah. We had a whole separate area for a bedroom. We had three TVs in our room. Oh, so nice. And then the views were okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't get to see as much of the fireworks that some people might want. And that's yeah. maybe the biggest downfall. Uh, but you could still see some. And it was still great. It we were just, still technically facing Epcot. We but were. we're more... So the Swan Reserve is behind the Swan and Dolphin. And don't let that discourage you. Because the Swan and Dolphin um, are both Marriott properties as well. But they are older. And mm-hmm. then the Swan Reserve is just across the street 
behind it and it maybe only adds another five to seven minutes to your walk to the boats. Right. If but that. But we're talking about the view and that blocks the view. That's that's yeah. the only minor complaint you can have is that the, the original Swan Dolphin does block the mm-hmm. fireworks view from the reserve. It's not bad. You can still mm-hmm. see them. But it does block it. Even like the ball, you can kind of see the ball. Mm-hmm. But if you actually go to the boats, you can see the mm-hmm. ball. So, and then like Nacy said, short walk to actually get to the parks. And then this was my first trip as a platinum, yep. I think, with Marriott. So because it's a resort, we got the resort package um, included in our room. So if you know anything about hotels and like the rewards and stuff, and I think we've talked about this previously, either in a video or a podcast, but. Um, just the difference between Hilton and Marriott alone. I've been diamond with Hilton for years, for years, and I get nothing from them. Even staying at their nicer resorts, I don't get anything from them. I'm, I'm lucky if I get uh, a later checkout. I'm lucky if I get some the bottles of water that I'm usually promised. Um, uh, yeah, and my later checkout, I mean, they're literally like we have to if the checkout's at 11, they'll make, give us 11, 30, 12. It's yeah. The latest, the latest, when they're supposed to be like four o'clock in the afternoon is mm-hmm. when our checkout's supposed to be. And going to the Marriott and, and I will choose Marriott hands down over Hilton any day, hashtag not sponsored, but love to be. And, um, the, the little like amenities package, we had like four to choose from one had like breakfast items, which we weren't really interested in. Another one had candy and snacks, which we thought about, the one that we ended up getting came with a, I did not, it said beer and snacks. I didn't know what that entailed because it didn't quite say exactly how much it was. So I went down to the market to go get our thing. We got a six pack of beer, six pack of craft beer. And we got to pick which ones we wanted right. and I could mix and match. Cause they had like four or five different kinds. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a full bag of like pretzel chips and a bag of jerky, mm-hmm. a full bag of jerky. Yeah. All of that together was probably a good $50 Easily. value, if not more. And I was appreciative of that. I, I was. I was like, oh, dang, that's cool. So um, I can I really appreciated that stay. And, you know, it was our first, like, platinum stay because we had just leveled up from a previous stay that we had stayed at a Marriott. And they upgraded our room, like we said. We got the snacks. We were um, fairly close to Epcot. So when we went to Epcot... We were pretty close. It was a short walk and we went to, we went to Shula's that first night for dinner and that was an easy walk over to Shula's over in the Swan. And, um, I have to say overall, the only thing I didn't like about that property was the food choices within the Swan reserve itself. Now I could go walk to the dolphin or I could go walk to the Swan or any of the boardwalk hotels that were over there. And I probably, and I would have found something different. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't my taste of food because there was a lot more seafood at that hotel than there were at some of the other resorts that we had stayed at. But that's my only qualm. Everything else was good that I did have there. Yeah. I mean, that, that was our qualm is that even room service wasn't very good there in comparison to the previous one that we talked about, the JW Marriott, Mm -hmm. it had really good room service, really good food. This one, not so much. But again, yeah. like Nacy said, it's walking distance to the mm-hmm. actual Swan and Dolphin. So there's good food there. Yeah. So hands down, favorite stay. And then I, I put an honorable mention just because it was so different than anything else we've ever stayed at. And that was the Buttes Hotel in Phoenix, Arizona. Was that a Hilton or a Marriott? That was a Marriott, I believe. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, that one was that one was interesting. It was an older room um, and it was kind of built back into a mountain. 
Yeah, which was insane. That's why I put it on there because that that mountain thing was so cool. Mm -hmm. It was like being in like a castle because there were like walkways mm -hmm. to different sections and they were like outside. It was awesome. And then you had balls. these like, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was 100 plus degrees that, that week. Uh, <laughs> it had like these like cylinder things that you could go on top and stand on outside like the elevators mm -hmm. and stuff. I liked it. They had like four pools, two yeah. two or three hot tubs, like varying levels of hot tubs. Um, they had a bar, they had a restaurant, they had a steakhouse. They had two restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, steakhouse, yeah. Steakhouse and restaurant. So the one thing I was going to say is the only downsides to it, it was we wish we would have done it when it was cooler so we could actually experience yeah. the pools and stuff because it was, again, 120 Hot. plus degrees outside. And the air didn't really work that well in the room. It was, it was definitely on the warmer side. So that's why it gets an honorable mention and doesn't make mm -hmm. the official list. But I, I had to put it because it was so different. It, it was, was like, hidden away. It was like, yeah, it was like staying in a castle in downtown Phoenix. It was yeah. really cool. And like they said, hidden away. Yeah. And our window in our room just like looked right out into the pool, which was interesting. It made it a little loud. Sometimes you could hear the you could hear the party music. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, the party music. But yeah, it was a fun stay because we we were in town for a concert, mm -hmm. and Yellow Card Ocean Avenue, and that was the concert we discovered our new favorite band. This wildlife. If you if you're out there listening to us someday, we like you. We like you a lot. And uh, if you haven't ever heard of this wildlife, I highly recommend if you like acoustics, um, check them out. You might like them. Yeah, if you just need like some chill music to listen to when you're you know. Invest into Mary Jane, or you're just hanging out. <laughs> it's it's good music. Yeah, it's it's just we literally we listened to them on our drive home. Like we listened to them in the concert, obviously. Um, and I was like, man, I really like that first band. I really liked them. Um, let's see if we can find some more of their music. And so we just kind of started listening to their music because it's a five hour drive home from Phoenix to yeah. Vegas, which isn't the worst drive. We do well, it a lot. A, it's a nice drive. And um, we just kept kept listening to another song after another song. We're like, okay, I like this. I like this. And then I think um, later that week I was listening to it a little bit more and I was like, oh my God, I really love these. I love their lyrics. Like I just, yeah. I got really into their lyrics and I was like, dang, this shit's deep. And one of those songs made me cry. And I don't know if it was the ganja or I was emotional and on my, it could have been all three things. It could have been, but I started crying because I was like, oh my God, this song is so sweet. Like, what is going on here? Like, why am and I saying? By ganja, she means the fancy energy drink, not the no, no substance. <laughs> so I was just like, I was like crying, crying literally yeah. over some of their songs. And I was, and I, we just fell in love with them. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. I really do enjoy them. Back to what we were talking about, the Butte Hotel and AC drifted from. I'm the uh, one that takes us off the rails. He is uh, the one that brings us back. It, it, it's a really good hotel. And yeah. Um, would I stay in it if I was working? Um, probably not because it's a little bit out of the way. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted a nice, peaceful vacation, I, I, we would definitely recommend that one. Mm -hmm. And for everyone that's listening on Awkward Chats, if you want to see any of these videos where we do full reviews of these hotels, definitely check us out on YouTube at Lost Girl on Tomorrowland. So now our next. I guess best of 2023 is our let's, best memory. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, let's end with best memory. Okay. Let's, let's end best, with best memory. Let's and, do best meal then. Yeah. Let's do best okay. meal. Okay. Right. Best meal. Let me go first. Okay. He wants to go first guys. He's got this. He's like, yes. No, cause you're just talking. I'll just, uh, but my, I'm best, curious to know which one was your favorite. Cause I'm looking at the list and I'm like, which one is he going to say is his favorite? <sighs> so my favorite is Nacia's seafood boil. 
Yeah, I would say that's definitely <laughs> up there. Honestly, it is. Uh, but I wanted to pick a restaurant first. So I think the boathouse. I think the boathouse for me was amazing. It was awesome. And it's it's not just the food. It was the experience, too. Yeah. So we're going to talk about all that stuff while we're talking about the boathouse. Um, the boathouse is in Disney Springs. For those that don't know, it's in Orlando, Florida. They have aqua cars that you can... Uh, rent and basically someone takes you for a cruise around in the lake in an aqua car mm-hmm. and then that was why we went Let, yeah. let's let's be let's be 100 honest that's why i went i didn't care about the food at the time i was like i want to ride a goddamn aqua car <laughs> i mean and to I, be I, fair I we were hungry right. to be fair we no. were hungry and it, we were having a hard time finding anything right so back to what i was saying i've wanted to ride the aqua cars for, for years, years for years for years for years uh, I never thought about the food. I never really looked into it. Yeah. So it was kind of like, I want to ride the aqua cars. And then we're like, well, if we go, you get $100 or you get $25 off the aqua cars, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, why not? So we get in there, we sit down, and the menu is super expensive. And that can be bad. And that can be really bad. And very rarely is that good. And it was good. And it fell into the good category. It was mm-hmm. it was tasty. Uh, the The chocolate cake. Oh, yeah. But even like the sliders that you had was mm-hmm. good. I had the filet mignon sliders and um, they were delicious. She's just ironing to talk, guys. Just ironing. She's got to get out. She's got to get just, out. I'm just playing my opinion. No, uh, the sliders are great, but the steak frites that I had. Mm. Mm. Which, mm. weirdly enough, mm. we tried so hard that entire trip to have steak, to frites. Have steak frites. And then we just randomly go to this, ho- this uh, I was going to say hotel, this restaurant. This and hoe. We went to this hoe and she was like, I ain't got no steak frites for now, you. Now, the steaks are Gibson Steaks. If that means, I think Gibson, right? That's the name? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. It's I like a Chicago it. company. Uh, they do the steaks. They were tasty. Mm-hmm. They had a ribeye, but we were like, nah, I don't, I don't want anything super, super rich right now. We were just trying a little bit lighter. The mm-hmm. steak frites was really good. The appetizer that we got was tasty. Mm-hmm. And then when you got to the chocolate cake, the chocolate cake was to die for. Um, there was a table behind us that was like, did you guys order the chocolate cake? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you're in for a treat. And I was like, okay, like what's coming? And they bring out this massive piece of chocolate cake. I mean, yeah. it was $25. And I was like, what chocolate cake costs $25? But this cake is big enough to share with like 10 people. I don't know about 10. But I'd at least say four 10 to people that have the stomach of my size. Um, it's a, it's a nice piece of cake and mm. it was delicious. Yeah. When you're on Disney property, a lot of the chocolate cakes are dry. Mm-hmm. Not those chocolate cakes. No, chocolate it was, cake was it was fantastic. The service was really good. Honestly, the restaurant is huge. So even if you, um, walk up, you can usually find a table. If you're making a reservation in the app, make sure you make it with like at least an hour ahead because, they had trouble pulling up my reservation, which was really annoying. That was probably the most annoying part of the whole thing. But once they got it and they got us set, everything was fine um, for the whole service. It was it was great food, great dessert. And then it was time for us to make the decision about the aqua car. Yeah. So we hadn't fully committed to it until the end of the meal. And they were like, why not? Why not? Let's just do it. Really? Like, let's find out how much it is. Yeah. Because we didn't know how much it was. No. And I think it was one hundred and twenty. One hundred and twenty-five, and then you get twenty-five off for eating. Yeah. So, so it was a hundred bucks, and yeah. we were like, "Yeah, let's do it! Like, let's do this!" It's only for twenty minutes, uh, but they take a bunch of pictures, which you can buy later if you really want to. You can film and take your—I mean, your phone. Um, well, we we used our camera too. Yeah, we used um, our camera too. We had a great guide. He was really funny. 
and the weather was perfect. Honestly, I do not. If you if you if you are thinking about doing this, don't do it in the summer, because you ain't got no shade. Yeah, there's no. And you're shade. gonna be sitting no in the middle of a lake. Yep. With the sun. And in case you don't know, the sun actually reflects off water and, and makes it twice as su- hot. And you're gonna get a sunburn. And you're gonna get a sunburn, but it makes it twice as hot too. So. But he took us all the way around Disney Springs. Like we went all the way down by um, what's that restaurant bar club called? Well, House of Blues. Yeah, Rainforest Cafe went all the way around to there, and like all the way around that piece, and then all the way back around. Then he paused in front of the blimp for us mm-hmm. to get pictures in the water. Yeah. Re- really cool guide. Yeah, it was awesome. It was yeah. fantastic. And we ended up buying like three or four of the pictures, Yep. Um, which I need to find. They're somewhere around here. Uh, but yeah, we bought three or four of the pictures. It was a great deal. And we had a blast. And I would do it again. 100% do it again. Yeah. So the food was great, which mm-hmm. is what we're talking about. But the whole experience that I feel like yeah. it brought really kind of upped its game. We really had a lot of different eating experiences this year. Yeah. So for that to take the cake, I feel like is a big thing. Yeah. When we lived there, we didn't actually venture to Disney Springs very mm-hmm. often. We were, no. we were kind of like, it's okay. If we went there, we'd have Blaze Pizza. We'd mm-hmm. occasionally have the Deluxe, which is the burger place. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Yeah. We went to the Edison one time with your sister and Jenny. And we went to Guy's. You went to Guy's one time. Yep. And tried all the uh, sauces. And then I went to guys and had a couple of milkshakes. We had a couple Their of milkshakes. Their milkshakes are good. I right. can't speak to if they're still good, but when we were there, we did enjoy the milkshakes. And we were going to go to the barbecue place, but mm-hmm. we never really made it there. And that was kind of it. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't really, she didn't like Morimoto at the time for some reason. Yeah, we went back to Morimoto. Well, because I went with my parents, um, with my mom and my sister. And yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we had the duck. And the duck is to die for it more. Oh, that's so too. good. Definitely an honorable mention that we're not going to talk too in depth about, but it's definitely an honorable mention. Yeah, that mention. was a good, that was a good, that was a good meal yeah. too. So Disney Springs is up at its game and yeah. the Boathouse won for me. So what about you? What's your favorite? Oh, well, my favorite is going to be Benihana's. Benihana. Because um, I've always wanted to eat a Benihana's. I signed up to be on their birthday list <laughs> like 15 years ago, maybe even longer because I think before we even started dating. So probably almost 20 years now I've been on their birthday list. So every year for my birthday, I get a coupon. Hey, you get a free birthday dinner. And I never, I either just thought that Benihana's was too expensive or I couldn't really figure out how to get to a Benihana's or there wasn't a Benihana's around me. And it just kind of fell to the wayside. Like there are other hibachi restaurants that are cheaper than Benihana's, but I will say this. We went to the one in Las Vegas in the fashion show mall. Um, there are two in Las Vegas. There's one over Westgate. in the Westgate, and mm-hmm. then there's the one at the mall. The Westgate one wasn't open that day. It's Weird. not open on Mondays. Yeah. So we went to the one over at the mall, and honestly, it was a great time. It was a great time. I had one drink, and our our server, our not our not our server, our cook, um, he was new. Yeah. He was definitely new, and he had some challenges. But I will say um, he kept the atmosphere light and he kept rolling with it. And that's all I ask. Like, I don't care, man. Like, I'm here. Eventually, I'll get my food. Like, I'm not in a hurry. Right. I didn't come here to rush through my meal. So um, he made it worth it. Um, The show was okay. Like, he did the show at the end, which was weird. Usually, they do the show as they're cooking. But hey. And by the show, she's referencing the uh, choo-choo train volcano tower. Yeah. Usually, they do that as they're making their fried rice. Because the onion goes into the fried rice. Yeah. Yeah. But not him, and it's fine. He's learning his game. He's learning how to do his thing. Well, and he messed up a few times. Yeah. But that's that's uh, the food was. He good. missed a lot of proteins. He just <laughs> I don't know, I don't know who took the orders, and then he didn't read it correctly. Yeah. I don't know which one messed up. Yeah, but clearly some kind of miscommunication happened there for him. 
yeah. which again didn't fault him for. No, the food was still no, great. It was so he good. It well. He cooked it delicious. And he was funny, and he tried. Mm-hmm. He tried. So um, it was a fun experience, and uh, we had a captain driver for that night. In a Tesla, which was cool. In a Tesla, which originally they were supposed to take us for our anniversary dinner a few weeks prior, but that fell through. So we rebooked them for this one, and they gave us a bottle of champagne, too, so that made the night even better. Yeah. Yeah. We finally drank just a couple And we finally got to try Benihana, and I loved it, and in the future, I definitely want to take their learn how to be a Benihana chef. Oh, yeah. That's totally totally going to be us. That's coming down the pipeline at some point this year. We're going to figure out how we're going to do it, if how we can tape it, what we're going to do. Um, if we have to do them individually, like he goes and then I'll go and like we tape each other. Right. Um, and then after that, I will be purchasing my Blackstone <sighs> and I will be perfecting my hibachi chef skills. So Benihana is a good experience for anybody who hasn't been there. It's a Japanese steakhouse mm-hmm. and they basically cook at the table. And I, I just, it, it was one of the better ones that we've been to. And AC loves those. So yeah. we've been to a lot in our lifetime. You're my we've addiction. Yeah, that's one of her favorite places to go. Like every birthday is a Japanese steakhouse, not Benihana. That's my so, tradition. So, you know, it was fun going there. It was a fun experience. And it's not too hard to get to either. So if you're hesitant because mm-hmm. it's like in the fashion show mall, it's actually on the outside of it. So mm-hmm. if you do Uber or taxi or whatever, it's kind of easy to get to. And it was weird for us because F1 construction was going on. So we did have to like yeah. wiggle around. But the video is up on YouTube. If you want to check it out, it is up on YouTube. Yep, um, sure is. So you guys can check out that fun night experience. Um, so let's move in to well, the... Well, we have two honorable mentions. Yeah. One of them is uh, King Claw. Which we did not tape. Which we did not tape. It was in South Carolina. It was a seafood boil place. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely an honorable mention because it was just really good. It was so good. Uh, service was always, well, service was really good the first time, really went downhill after that. <laughs> They're just um, uh, clearly very understaffed. Yes. But always tasty. Yeah. Always a tasty place. And then the one I want to put in, Nacy learned how to do a seafood boil too. We've been doing that. We did like three of mm-hmm. those this year. Yeah. Oh, they were, they're perfect. And every time I change mm. my Cajun butter mm. up a little bit. I just love it because you get as much as you want. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here's this big dump of food. And we had scramp, we got lobster, we got crab. The first Ugh. one I did sausage and potatoes and, and sausage corn. And potatoes. I, sometimes I forget to get the sausage, but we almost always have potatoes, corn, crab, and yep. shrimp. Yep. And then occasionally lobster. Yeah. But lobster is kind of like meh. Yeah. You never I mean, get I'm, a big enough tail. Exa- yeah. Without having to purchase a whole lobster to get a big tail. Yeah. So it's kind of like eh. But still. Good honorable so mention. Good. So good. And so it's so good. easy to do if you're interested in like cooking. It's you just need a big ass pot. Yep. That's the hardest part is the big ass pot. Big ass pot. You need the Zatarans. And if you're going to do a big ass pot, you get two. Cut up a ton of lemons, throw them in your water. Um, and then you just kind of cook all the other. Like, I mean, I, I found it on TikTok. Saying a cooking show. I found it on TikTok. And I, uh, I find a lot of my recipes sometimes <sighs> on TikTok. And sometimes they're winners. Sometimes they're not. Well, as you know, if you watch any type of social media, yeah, dishonesty is not something that don't uh, trust everything you see on yeah. the internet, kids. Yeah, we're honest. There's not yeah. a lot of YouTubers that are though, and we take a lot of flack. Like that Chipotle steak that I found. Mm. We take a lot of flack. That's good for being honest. That's some good stuff. So um, uh, next thing is most interesting moment. Yeah. So uh, I thought about this the other day because I was like, how do we frame this? Because it's not that it was like our favorite moment or it was a. It was just like interesting, an interesting thing that happened. 
and kind of like once in a lifetime things yeah. that are just like really cool, but uh, not like life changing. Yeah. Well, semi for me, but for me, mine was when we went to the zoo, and I believe it was the South Carolina Zoo. Which is a great zoo. Which is actually a phenomenal zoo. Yeah, one of the best we've been to. We've been to a lot. I was, we were quite surprised because we weren't expecting it to be as expansive mm-hmm. as it was. It, it's it's expansive. Yeah. Um, there was like a reptile area where they had a ton of tortoises. And as we're watching these tortoises, and they're smaller, more like boxy tortoises, I would say they're probably about as big as like a like a bike helmet. What you doing? That's what the tortoises are doing. I'm trying to, as you're talking to, I'm demonstrating um, what it looked like. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. What is he doing? That is, l- just that's like, what happened. There's like two rocks. So these are two rocks. One's just like this and one's just like this. And this one's going like this a lot. And this one's kind of like. Oh. And there was about maybe what, like 20, 25 of them in this one space. Uh, maybe more. <laughs> and they were slowly as you started to look, cause they were kind of camouflaged together mm-hmm. too. Nice. Um, so yeah. the more you started to look at the details, the more you started to see that it was hump day. It was, it was, it was hump something. That's for sure. It, they were, there was at least seven or eight groups of them when we got there that were humping. And then by the time we finished in the reptile center and we came back out, Almost all of them were humping. I mean, the only thing I was disappointed is they weren't saying uh, getting jiggy with it by Will Smith or something. <laughs> I mean, they kind of missed that opportunity, in my opinion. But And then even the big tortoise, the mm-hmm. big, big-ass tortoise was but, humping. Well, even the flamingos were fighting, which meant that they were horny, too. So, yeah. I mean, like, it was every animal. Spring was, was in the air. Yeah, there was, it was definitely... A, it, was, it, was love, you know, it was love time. It was, it was animal husbandry at yeah. its best. But it was funny seeing these cute little turtles yeah, just like just going humping. at it and you're like, I okay. Was, I was like, well, I thought it was rabbits, <laughs> yeah. but apparently it's the tortoise that yeah. wins. Yeah, every time. So that was, that was definitely one of the most interesting moments. And yes, we did get it on camera. Yeah, and again, if you want to see any of this stuff, it's on Lost Girl in Tomorrowland yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. So uh, that was that was fantastic. What about you? What was your most interesting moment? So I think my most interesting moment, we were in New York City. We were in our car driver driving around, and we had just stopped at the Ghostbusters library, which was cool. We got to see the outside mm-hmm. of the Ghostbusters library, which was awesome, seeing the two lion statues and seeing the real library. The New York person. Public Library, yeah. yeah it was awesome because it's an iconic scene from Ghostbusters. It's the first scene where they go downstairs. It's the first ghost in the movie that you actually see as the librarian that yells at him and stuff. Oh, so good. Um, and then we went to the firehouse. Like it was, it was. Um, surreal. It, it was surreal. I watched it. I've watched that movie since I was a kid. Like that was, that's one of my favorite movies by far. Uh, I would say it's probably in the top five of my, my favorite movies. Um, and just seeing that iconic location of, and of course it's only outside shots they used it for, but it, it was so awesome. And they have like a, the fire symbol with the Ghostbusters on mm-hmm. the ground, the two big red doors. Um, and it's just a straight up building with the windows. Mm-hmm. It was just awesome. Now, this firehouse awesome. is still a functioning yeah. firehouse. It is an actual working firehouse. So there are firemen in there. They're actually working, doing their job every day, saving lives. Thank you for your service. Yeah. How do we know? We've just brought Nacy's friend. She could have lured some out. <laughs> I do have a friend who is like firefighters. Firefighters. Uh, to be fair, you know, I'm pretty sure we all do. Just a little so, bit. but it was so cool seeing it. I mean, I was sad that it wasn't open. 
And the, when we got there, it was pouring down yeah. rain. Like, like the, it was the heavens opened yeah. and it just whoosh. Um, so that was. We got to test out our rain jacket. I got to test was, out my rain jacket. Yeah. And the camera worked okay. It was our old camera that we're mm-hmm. using. Actually, right now, this is the shot from that camera. <laughs> it survived. It survived. Uh, Niagara Falls, which we're going to talk about later and, <laughs> and here. Uh, but it was so cool. It was just so cool seeing that. That It's like a, it's like, uh, it's like one of the most, to me at least, famous filming locations, I think, ever, honestly. Uh, it's crazy to know later. how many of those are in New York City. Yeah. Because you can see the Friends. You can see, like, I think the old Cosby house. Mm-hmm. The old Cosby house. Is you can see too. the Friends apartment. Um, obviously, the New York Public Library. Well, I feel like in the 80s and the 90s, New York was a filming location yeah. that was pretty big. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's kind of died off and probably because it's too expensive for movie studios probably, now. Probably, yeah. But it used to be a big one. I mean, even like the Michael Scott Sabaro we walked past. Mm-hmm. I was going to do the joke, but they were all going too fast where I'm like, I'm going to go and get the famous New York pizza and then go inside Sabaro's <laughs> on Times Square. It was a fun trip. Yeah, that was that was a good, that so. was a good trip. I feel like that was one of our more interesting memories because it was just like it was yeah. it was just an iconic movie location that yeah. I, I had wanted to see since I was little. And, you know, it was a little disappointing because it wasn't open. There are times during the year that they do open the doors if somebody's there and yeah. you can buy their merch and yeah. they have stickers. And we were really hoping we could get a sticker. So we're going to have to keep an ear out for when um, they're going to have the doors open again. And I guess we're just going to have to jump on a plane and just head out there. Yeah, we definitely want to. We want to see it. That is definitely still on our bucket list. Inside mm-hmm. that and Field of Dreams, those mm-hmm. are the two big ones, movie location wise. I think we got a lot. Of, we got a lot of stuff that we want to still see. You know, the world is your oyster, <laughs> but it costs money. Everything costs money. A lot of money anymore, especially flying. So that brings us to our final. The final countdown, and that is our best memory of twenty twenty three. Yep. For me. For me, it was um, going to Niagara Falls and Tiffany's. It was kind of a combined. The New York trip. New York trip was definitely all together, hands down, one of my favorite trips last year. So talk a little about your your Tiffany's experience. Oh, yeah, Tiffany's. So Tiffany's, Tiffany's, Tiffany's. Okay, so I love Tiffany's. Um, Obviously, jewelry costs money, but... Since we were going to be in New York City, I was like, we have to go to the landmark store, the Tiffany's, um, where it all started, you know, where where it all began. And they just recently finished their remodel um, right before we got there. They had just recently reopened the cafe um, at Tiffany's. Unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to get into the cafe, which is fine, totally fine. Um, but we did get a bit of a brief tour of a few of the floors and then, um, got to sit down at the counter and try on some jewelry. I tried on several pieces until I found two that I really liked. And I actually ended up coming in under the budget that I had in mind for what I wanted to spend, which was good for me. And, uh, it was, it was a great time. Like it just, I felt like a princess. I felt like a princess and it was a lot of fun. And it's funny because, um, a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. A few weeks ago, we finally watched Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, it was right after it was right after Christmas, and Joe left. We watched mm-hmm. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Who, by the way, it, legit tip here or whatever, the guy from A Team is in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, that movie's an interesting movie, guys. Yeah, Hannibal from A Team is in Breakfast at Tiffany's. 
I don't really understand the point of the movie. Yeah, the movie's like basically but, uh, about like two, like one's a sugar baby. Well, they're both kind of sugar, sugar babies. babies. Yeah, they're both sugar babies. And uh, they're living their life in their apartment complex and uh, they kind of start to fall for each other. And if you want to see the breakfast of Tiffany's scene, it's literally the opening scene of the yeah. movie. So if you watch the first five minutes, you'll see it. Mm-hmm. And they have that at the landmark store. They have like a whole section dedicated the scene to the dress. scene, her dress, Audrey Hepburn. And if you classic. watch our video on YouTube, Lost Girl in Tomorrowland, you actually see the lady talking about it and how her dress is there, how it was on a Sunday, yeah. and that's why it's so quiet. So yeah. it wasn't actually done for the movie. Yeah. It's just in New York City. It used to be dead on dead Sundays because stuff wasn't open. So who knows? Maybe one day I'll have to recreate the uh, breakfast at Tiffany. You just have to get a croissant and walk in front of the window. Yeah, like, oh, oh, I just I'll got done with my John. Dress. Mm. You gonna you gonna do the John thing too? Mm-hmm. You gonna do the realism, or are you just gonna halfway it? I'm gonna halfway it, uh, okay. unless you're gonna pretend to be my John. <laughs> are you gonna pretend to chase me down and be like, oh, because oh, no. he chases her to her apartment I and she's like, she's like, no. Yeah. Again, it's a weird movie. I understand you're not getting this if you've never seen it. It's very weird. It's a strange movie. Yes. It's kind of like Pretty Woman, but the woman is not interested in any of the Mm -hmm. men, and the men are absolutely obsessed with her. Yeah. So just think of it like that. It's very quintessential 1950s, 1960s movies. Like, it's very... Yeah. And I liked liked, uh, Tiffany's. It was interesting with the architecture and stuff, some of the cool, like, fireplaces and stuff that they had there. I mean, it wasn't a huge pull for me, but they definitely have some neat things to look at there. If you have somebody's going to shop, tag along. There's some cool things you to spend see. spend hours in that store. And even like the bottom floor with the main showroom, mm-hmm. just go in there because like the walls change to the skyline yeah. of New York City, which that was is fascinating. Cool. So it's kind of neat. It's got a little bit of kind of like Disney magic. And it's I would definitely say. changed yeah. like since the scene in that Breakfast at Tiffany's scene oh, to it the scene. Exactly yeah. the same. Slightly yeah. different with the panels. Yeah. They're different now, but it's the exact same almost setup. Yeah. Still. It's a lot brighter in there. And then something else that you're going to talk about was the Niagara Falls experience too, which oh, yeah. was on the same trip. Yeah, we we went to Niagara Falls. I had never been to Niagara Falls before. Gary had, and we took Gary's dad and his aunt along with us on this whole whole trip, this whole journey. And um, not only did we want to see the falls, but we wanted to experience the falls. And I have to highly. I highly, highly stress that if you go to Niagara Falls, you got to do the boat. You got to get up close. Maid of the Mist. You got to get up close. Now, remember, when you're on the Maid of the Mist, if you see the redcoats, you got to fight them. It's it's a duel. (laughs) So make sure you bring your brass knuckles. You do go out to international waters. It's a a federal park. You don't want to bring any type of weapons. Yeah, don't bring weapons. That's not a funny joke. But I, I make that joke. It's like it looks like you're going to duel them because they both yeah. come out in these boats, which is the funny thing because we found out that there's no captain on the boats. They're all electronic, too. Yeah. So it's so it's fine. But it's an amazing, yeah, amazing experience. Words is, just don't describe well, what mean, it feels like as it, you get close to them. Isn't it one of the, the like seven wonders yeah. of the world? So, I mean, it's like the one of the wonders of the world. So obviously it's going to be like awe-inspiring. And yeah. Like, um, amazing and it is it really is like mm. i can't come up with the words to describe how it felt the thing that how i feel like it feels is because so you start going and you think oh the waterfalls are off in the distance we'll be there in a little bit and like you're good it feels like a mile off and you're already feeling the pressure and the water's getting mm-hmm. you soaked and you're like wait i'm not even close to these things yet mm-hmm. how is it reaching me and then the boat just keeps going mm-hmm. and going and then you see the little duckies just like hanging out like pussy Stop. Pussy. <laughs> Pussy. Get in here, bro. Yeah. Get in here. 
come get me. Right? And you're just like, they're like literally right under the falls. And you're like, I wouldn't how? get anywhere close to that. <laughs> you're like, how? How are they doing this? It's awesome. And, it's and you think awesome. you know you're going to get wet, but you just, yeah. I, I don't, if you've That's ever awesome. been to a water park, right? And they have that big, big bucket that like fills with water that dumps on you. And for like a brief second, you feel all the pressure of the water on you. Yeah. It's like that, but for 15 minutes straight. Well, no, it's infinite. Like if you got under there, it would be infinite. It would never stop. No, I just mean for the boat ride. Uh, like yeah. for the boat ride. Like it's like that for like 15 minutes. You're just getting pounded yeah. and pounded and pounded and it's windy and the boat's rocking. Right. And you're trying to hold on and you're trying not to drop your shit, especially your expensive shit <sighs> that you know can't really get wet. <laughs> Like the whole time in my head, I'm like, oh God, please don't drop the camera. Please don't drop the camera. Oh God. And then I was holding the camera and then I lost my hat and I, it was in my head. I was stressing the whole time, but I was enjoying it. I, deep down, I was enjoying it. Well, that, mentioning that too, it's like, they don't really tell you how wet you're going to get. And when you see it from up top, it doesn't look like they get that close. Mm -hmm. But when you're actually on the boat, you are really close. Yeah. You feel, you feel all the power. Yeah. All infinite power. And again, if you got underneath them, it would be like buckets and buckets just dropping on you endlessly for the infinite. It yeah. would never stop. Insane. Insane. So it's totally cool. One of the coolest things mm -hmm. for sure. Now, a couple of my best memories. One of them is going coast to coast. So we basically went to Seattle this year, all the way down to Fort Myers in Florida this year. So we had like, you know, an opportunity to see the entire United States. And I think that was awesome. I think the opportunity to do that and be able to like fly across the country was really really cool mm -hmm. yeah yeah we did a lot of flying we took so many flights last year and um i don't know that we're going to be flying as much this year we're going to see where things pan out but last year was the year of flying for yeah, us yeah, for sure was. we got to know atlanta airport really well yeah um we got to we got to uh explore uh detroit a good good amount Minnesota a few times. Minnesota a few times. JFK a few times. Um, look, we went to LaGuardia. We went to Charleston. We went to Columbia. We went to Orlando. We Phoenix. went to Seattle, Phoenix. Um, yeah, I went to Bozeman, Montana. Yeah. I mean. So we saw a lot. Yeah. And so I think that's just kind of a memory. And then, of course, for me too, uh, their Kahansen trip, going there with my dad. It was the second time I did get to go there with him. So that was really cool, uh, being able to just kind of have that experience with him again. I went once before my mom passed with him when I was going to grad school up at uh, SUNY. And then this time. So it was really kind of cool seeing it again. And it's also interesting seeing how it's changed. Uh, there's actually more stuff there this time than when we went last time. And we didn't tape the first time, but we did tape this time. So if you want to see that, check it us yeah, out. Yeah, I think Lost it was Girl really Tomorrow. awesome that we got it all on tape yeah. this time for like future memories to always kind of be able to look back on yeah so it was fun going to Kerhongston also going to like Cooperstown with them and stuff yeah. it was really really good experience and that, a great trip. that's kind of like a a good memory for me I would definitely want to plan another trip with your dad this year where we're gonna go I don't know we were talking about maybe taking him to a baseball game somewhere yeah, yeah. and this year is definitely already throwing a wrench at us like usual so we're trying yeah. to figure that out right now so but you know uh we're not we're not too shy to throw a trip together Real quick, if we had to. So. Oh, I mean, we packed for our Jacksonville trip literally hours before we left. We didn't <laughs> We're just forget like, anything. Eh. Right, we, 
Well, the thing is we've done it so much at this yeah. point that it's just like second nature. We know exactly what we need. Mm-hmm. Half of the stuff that we need is already packed because we got seconds of them so that we mm-hmm. don't have to worry about it. So we're just yeah. kind of used to it now. Yeah, like for us to go on a trip is is super easy. We're going to see how the next couple months pan out. We're going to be doing a lot of a lot of home stuff, I think. We're going to be hanging out. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't promise anything. Everything right now is up in the air. Yeah, it is we up don't really the air. know what's going to We don't know we months. don't know what's going to shake out yeah. the, this first quarter of the we year. Might, we might be traveling a ton in the next couple of weeks. Something might come along, we might have to leave. So, it's like we don't have any idea what these first 3 months are going to hold. Yeah. It's and in one sense it's very scary. Um, it's, it's a very scary, unsettling feeling not to know, uh, what's coming, but at the same time, knowing that what does come, we can, we can navigate. Like we know we can navigate. We know we can take trips. Like we know how to navigate the airports, the travel, like we know what to expect. It's just, um, with what I do, uh, as a career, it changes, uh, literally day to day, week to week. People need people. People don't need people. So we're just kind of. We're just going to kind of wait until we are called upon. Called upon to serve. And in the meantime, we got to pack. We got to pack this house up. Yep. Get ready to. Tomorrow, honestly. Well, next day, actually, because tomorrow we got some filming that we're going to do. Got to get this place ready to move wherever it is that we're going to go because we still haven't figured that out yet. And uh, we're going to come back next month for you guys with another update. And uh, yeah, before we end this podcast, though, we have what are your goals for this year? So that's what we're ending on. Nothing's written down. You're just supposed to think of them. <laughs> um, so do you have any goals for this year? That's I do. I do. I do have goals. Okay. I do have goals for this year. So um, I have a couple like personal projects that I want to work on myself, um, both in my career and in um, the channel space. So like career wise, there's um, a couple certifications that I want to work on and get done, especially right now while I have some downtime, Um, because I think in the long run, it's going to better me um, career wise. So I've got some of those goals I want to do. I'm going to I would love to get about black belt and project management, but I'm going to start with a white belt because it's free and I'm going to see how how I like it. If I can do it. Yeah, Yeah, it's the six sigma. Um, which has a lot of like military background to it and um, just kind of looking at how you can make projects better and um, streamline them better. And in the industry that I work in, I truly think that it will benefit me because there is a lot of project management that goes into organ donation and um, making the process as streamlined as possible from A to B. Yeah, I mean, that's all really most of your work is just project management, Mm -hmm. managing those pieces. Yep. And um, so that's kind of what I got going on in the career field space, um, professional career field, organ donation. And then on the other side of my career um, as a producer, podcast host, YouTuber, social media, content creator, influencer, all of the things. Um, I really want to work on launching a new podcast, which sounds like it could be a little bit of a big bite to bite off, but I really want to do a female driven podcast where um, I can come and talk to you guys like once a week and just kind of, I don't know, break it down, be a positive space, talk about all things career wise, funny, dating, life in general. Um, and then hopefully eventually talk to other women and kind of invite them into that space 
and talk about that. So that, that is a big goal. And then obviously trying to just, um, drive this YouTube channel and see where it can go and it can only go up. So, yeah, so those are some of my goals. And then, um, health wise, I just, you know, just, I want to start working out some more, um, take care of my body more, take care of me more, which sometimes is really hard, but I think it's important to do. Because if you don't, then you eventually, it catches up to you. So, yeah. So I think those are my goals for the year. What about you? Uh, I, don't, I don't have too many goals today. I would say my one focus right now is uh, YouTube, sort of figuring out. Still working on figuring out that algorithm. Still working on that piece. Hopefully we'll start doing some more shorts and stuff. Uh, hopefully getting to learn the Adobe Premiere Pro a little bit better. I got to create some like assets and stuff for that. So that's a huge undertaking switching from what we do edit with now to that. Um, and just kind of figuring that stuff out. Uh, and then hopefully maybe getting the consulting part, nonprofit consulting a little bit off the ground a little more right now. That's definitely something I'm thinking about. And then my writing too, trying to get some of that stuff out to people to actually see it for a change instead of just holding on to it myself and seeing if anybody's actually interested in that stuff. So those are kind of my three big sort of goals for the coming year. I think they're great goals. So that'll end our January 2024 podcast. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I think, I think that wraps up January for us. We got a lot of things to look forward to this year. A lot of changes happening, a lot of big moves and um, we'll see what happens in the next, next month. And, you know, like always, we'll come back and hang out with you guys next month. Yeah, we're hoping to move to a bi-monthly podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see how that goes. We just got to get the ground running and do some of our shorter podcasts because it won't be a long form every mm -hmm. time. It'll be long form once and then possibly like uh, one week of shorter podcast or two weeks of shorter podcast. So that's kind of our goal. Yeah, we want to bring in the awkwardness a little bit more into the channel and kind of talk a little bit more about those awkward topics that's um, part of it, but also like other stuff too. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you guys like this podcast, make sure you guys uh, hit that like button. On yeah, and leave a comment if you're on Spotify because we always have questions in the the uh, little comment section. Yeah. So if you guys have a question for us or if there's a topic you want us to talk about, you know, let us know. We're yeah. always open to opening that door and if you want to check us out more we have lostgirlintomorrowland.com is our website yeah and you can go and check us out and learn more about us and all of our social media links are there as well as ways mm -hmm. to get to uh, other things that we do so definitely check that out too yeah and uh, i hope you guys enjoyed having this adventure with us and we'll come and get you for the next one bye everybody bye everybody